Okay, we're all in take five. Hook em up with E and Rod P. <laughs> Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Heck yeah, hook them up, get them up, get them going. It is Thursday on Ian Rod B. Show is brought to you by Bud Light. Also this hour, as you heard, brought to you by the 40 Acres Collection. Exclusively at the co-op. Get those shirts, get those polos for mm-hmm. game day. Oh, man, it's my go-to fit. I think I may wear it tomorrow. I may wear the, the new one that oh. Jeff gave us tomorrow. No, they're fantastic. So you can see it on Twitch and YouTube. It's a good-looking shirt. Oh, man. I'm that- going down there to get my gear today. There you oh, go. Really? Good it's for it's you, shopping day. Co-op, yeah, once look a year. for the 40 Acres Collection. It's... You won't find cool polo sh- golf shirts like that or, or UT gear like that anywhere else, I with promise you. The just uh, high-quality material that it's made with and also it's fashionable if you're a Longhorn Looking fan. Good. you got to make sure you you got to change it up every now and then. you still got the same colors, the burnt orange and the white. you got to change it up. I've been trying to get more off-colored Longhorn stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, just Like gray? Yeah, Black. grays, blacks, whites, because to burn orange in my closet, it's just going, it's too much. Well, as a guy, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big sweater. So, like, it, yes, at the game, I have to have the right material, because with the burnt orange, I'll look like I just got out of the shower about half to maybe dark. 10 minutes Yes, the game. that's the beauty of the 40 Acres collection, because I'm a sweater, too. Got that wicker. It needs to breathe. Yes, it's breathable. That's like the thing. It. Like yeah. it. Also, SPF 50. There apparently. you go. Hey, uh, it is... Thursday, hour two of five. We've already had uh, some heated conversations about Brett Yormark and the promotion he is doing for his conference, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. No one fans don't is, like it. And they don't like it, They're but upset. he knows what he's doing. It's a calculated move to, by Brett Yormark. I try to tell you, man. He's, yeah. he's a smart guy. Everybody hating on him, but I'm just like, like I said, it's a, it's a smart move. It's a brilliant move, actually. Brilliant. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And look, it's, he's put Texas Tech. If you go to ESPN.com or any of the websites, it's the lead, one of the lead stories yeah. and uh, taking shots at Texas, which makes that game at the end of uh, November. You guys have been TV. talking about Texas the entire offseason, right? Media poll, the AP poll, the coaches poll. A lot of talk about Texas. Not a lot of talk about the Big 12. Now everybody's talking about the Big 12 again, guys. That's why it's a brilliant move. It was a smart move. It's a calculated move. That's all. And I know Longhorn fans didn't like it, but he's not your advocate anymore. That's always what people always say, um, you know, like they, they get mad or they hear a politician say something controversial. And my response is like, he, he's not talking to you. <laughs> he's not. He's talking to his constituents or her constituents. That, that message wasn't for you. <laughs> That's why you upset. It ain't for you. All right. No, no. Uh, and <laughs> and that now, message was not for Longhorn fans. It wasn't for y'all. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you can say it's unbecoming because he is the commissioner. Same time. He is stoking the flame, and uh, that brings brand awareness to his conference, and that's his job in a lot of ways. As, again, I'll say as long as the Longhorns get it and the Oklahoma Sooners get a fair shake and they're not you know, fighting an uphill battle and it's a level playing field, and that's, that's what it's all about. Then it's just competition, and you, mm. you like that there's some, uh, some jabs being thrown uh, as we get this thing cranked up on a Thursday morning. And a lot going on. I mentioned, uh, teasers while I mentioned, uh, Kevin Hart. I told you Kevin Hart's in a wheelchair, Rod. I did see this, yeah. New York Post, Kevin Hart. The, he, apparently, he's an older guy now. He tried to race former NFL running back Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley's pretty a, old now, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, that's what I said. I mean, I'm not saying that he, he's going to beat Stephen Ridley, but Stephen Ridley's pretty old. He's not at LSU. I uh, said so to Kevin Hart, to all the men and women out there that are 40-plus, it's not a game. Respect the age. <laughs> he tore something. He's in a wheelchair because he can't walk. Hey, man, you're trying to get a middle finger to Father Time. Better watch your back. 
All right, you got to know what you're doing. Tom Brady has done it, but not everybody can do it. And Tom Brady ain't doing it by trying to run a 40. If you missed the uh, <laughs> Brett Yormark comments that we're talking about, we'll play them for you again here coming up. Also, the other. A lot of good sound today. A lot of good conversations. We had a lot of headlines. Let's get you caught up. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, start with uh, the big developments in conference realignment. Look forward to today, tomorrow, maybe ACC. Now back at the table, strongly discussing the possibility of adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU to that conference. The issue was tabled uh, a couple uh, last week or so, but a small group of ACC presidents met yesterday to try to refire it up and uh, discuss financial models that would come with the additions. More meetings expected now. Just one vote needed from either North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, or Florida State to get the three new schools had added. A final decision could be made within the week. The additions would make the ACC an 18-school conference, including Notre Dame, which spread their footprint into the central and western time zones, which likely lead to an increase in conference media rights dollars from ESPN. Major League Baseball, Texas Rangers didn't play last night, but managed to hang on to their slim lead atop the AL West. That's uh, because the Astros and Mariners both lost. Houston lost Go to uh, Boston in extra frames last night. Adam Duvall, three-run homer in the 10th. The difference, 7-5 final. Earlier in the day, Mariners lost in 10 innings as well. Lost to the White Sox 5-4. So in the West, Rangers still lead by a game over Houston. Game and a half over Seattle. Houston wraps up their four-game series with Boston this afternoon. Rangers are in Minnesota open up a four-game series. Mariners are off. Also for Major League Baseball, Yankees got a three-homer night from Aaron Judge. They broke their nine-game losing skid last night. Terrible news in L.A. How about uh, Shohei Otani? The Angels' two-way star departed his starting pitching assignment yesterday with the Reds, left with arm fatigue, according to the team. Hours later, Angels GM Perry Manazian confirmed that the right-hander has a tear in his ulnar collateral ligament. He will not pitch again this season. Uh, could affect his free agent status. Seemingly cursed club also lost Mike Trout back to the injured list one day after he returned to the team from a seven-week absence with a wrist injury. Uh, how about the history at the Dell Diamond last night? Round Rock Express rolled past Salt Lake 9-1. to They've won 14 games in a row. That is the longest win streak in the franchise's 23-year history. They'll go again tonight at 7.05 with Salt Lake. In soccer, the incredible Lionel Messi and his mates did it again. Inter-Miami went into FC Cincinnati last night and edged the hosts 5-4 in a penalty shootout to advance to the finals of the U.S. Open Cup. Messi delivered two amazing crosses for headers on the to uh, Leonardo Campana that helped tie the match and uh, get it into the penalty kicks, and they go on to win that. In golf, comes down to this weekend's uh, this weekend on the PGA Tour, top 30 golfers who advanced the Tour Championship will tee off this morning, including Scotty Scheffler. He's the man to beat. Earned the most FedEx Cup points this season. He'll be getting today's first round at East Lake at 10 under. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Says anyone who thinks Texas and Oklahoma are going to get a level playing field this season are crazy. And now you said that earlier, Rod. I mean, it's... It might not expect gonna it. Not yeah. going to happen. They're not, not going to do you happen. any favors. It, they were not going to do that anyway. They're no longer your advocate. Now, they should not be openly conspiring to, you know, screw over Texas and Oklahoma. That shouldn't be happening. Um, but, yeah, they're not advocates for Texas and Oklahoma. You are divor- You are a divorced couple living in the same house. Uh, it's going to be awkward for a while till y'all get everything settled. Uh, but it's necessary right now. But there's a lot of animosity, and this is not going to be amicable. And she's keeping the house. And she's keeping the damn house. You leave it. Well, you got to go buy you a new house. <laughs> the argument yeah. is you're moving you're to moving. a really nice neighborhood. Yes. With, with 
And you the one broke up with her. Pools and waterfalls yeah. and all kinds of. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. broke up with her. And yeah. yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, you and your new partner Oklahoma are going off to this <laughs> fancy new SEC. <laughs> Just couldn't get out of that lease. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it hey. happens. Uh, so, okay, for those who haven't heard it, let's we'll get to the Brett Yarmore comments. Let's do that first, um, and then we can dive into this topic that has really got Longhorn fans all riled up. So, for those who haven't heard, Brett Yarmore was in Lubbock, and once again, catering to his audience, um, he made these comments. In addition. Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you, okay? And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. There you go. So that's what got Longhorn fans all riled up. First of all, I do think he was joking a little. You know, I, I think there was some seriousness in it, but I think he was joking. Um, but my take is that I think it's simply long offense. It's just marketing promotion and you're just not used to it. Think about it. Brett Yarmark is, I, I talked about this. He's not a dinosaur. He hasn't been around college sports. He doesn't know, um, the, the really the unwritten rules, if you will, of being an administrator at the college level. What he's thinking about is marketing and promotion. That's the world that he's from. He's from Rock Nation. He's from Rock Nation, right? He's trying to get, hey, as many people interested in whatever uh, artist, business, CD, artist, topic. concert tour. Exactly. He's just trying to get it out there. Guys, that's all this is. He just turned that Texas-Texas Tech game into must-watch television for a lot of college football fans who usually wouldn't even care about that. And you know what? Maybe it's a game that actually has relevance. Maybe it's a game that can determine whether Texas goes to the Big 12 title, or maybe not. But even if it doesn't, now y'all will be watching because now you got to see all right this uh, the, the petty. Right? You got to see the pettiness on on both sides. Now you got to see that played out on the field, guys. And we this is this is tried and true. And if you don't think that Brett Yarmark's paying attention is, then you're crazy, guys. We were all captivated by women's college basketball. For like three or four games. Does anybody remember why? Because the ladies started talking trash. Yeah, LSU. Talking smack, right? It was Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. and uh, It was an Angel Van Light. Oh, no, Haley Van Kaylee Reese. Van, Haley Van Light. They, Who's uh, on LSU now. There she you transferred go. To LSU. You can't beat them, join them. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, but, LSU played the role of the villain and won the national championship. Exactly. And villains, villains, we know, create. Villains create conflict. Conflicts create storylines. This is just a great storyline. And remember the ratings for that game, guys? They got 9.9 million viewers for that women's national title game between LSU and Iowa. That was more than the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and Cotton Bowls, the Big 12, Pac-12, ACC title games, Notre Dame, USC, LSU, Bama, Ohio State, Penn State, Bama, Texas A&M, primetime on CBS. We were watching women's college basketball, guys. We were riveted. We couldn't get enough. Why? Because they were talking trash and talking smack. Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers just made that week five matchup between the Jets and the Broncos must-watch television. The other big game is, I guess, the Cowboys and the 49ers. And some people are saying, yeah, I'm a, I, I would like to rather see that Jets-Broncos uh, game. Nobody was even thinking or caring about that game until, all right, Sean Payton started talking trash about Nathaniel Hackett, and then Aaron Rodgers said, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. And now everybody... Has got to watch that and now game. Now it's all playing out on hard knocks. Exactly. Yeah. Got, yes. Oh, another way to what? Promote and market. Well, sure. That's and that's, so that's all this is, guys. He's a marketing, a promotion mind, and now another brilliant strategy by Brett Yarmark. So y'all hate it, but like I said, the message ain't for you. 
He ain't talking to you, Longhorn right. fans. And I believe the game's on ESPN. They're already putting Ooh. together the packages for that game oh, in November of last year's Joey McGuire locker room comments, Brett Yormark's comments. You're right. He stoked the fires, made that a an interesting game where, to your point, I mean, all Longhorn fans and all Texas Tech fans are going to be tuned in and interested, but the casual fan who maybe the day after Thanksgiving is going to say, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, i got I got to make an appointment to see that ball game. Yep. Uh, and, look, there are a lot of people around the country who hate Texas, and they'll be rooting for Texas Tech. And then, you know, those there will be those who are rooting for Texas to, to finish it off and get to the Big 12 title game because it would be interesting to have Texas and Oklahoma playing in Arlington that'd be, that'd be on their Shane, way out. Oh, that'd be and Brett Yormark has to hand a trophy to oh, one of the two. That'd be great. Great drama. Yeah. Or, But, you know, if it's Texas and somebody else, that becomes great drama, too. That's, he's right about that. Good point. Yeah. Uh, but, again, Oklahoma it does lead the, to the conspiracy theorists. Are gonna, is Texas going to get a fair shake? Maybe not. Same time, Steve Sarkeesian and, and staff know kind of know the score at this point, that uh, embrace the hate. It's going to be there. And you got you can't let the officials decide games. Uh, but now, I mean, it's got to be gotta be some semblance of balance when it comes to calls and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, you just got to you got to handle your business and not let uh, the officials decide outcomes. Uh, now, we, 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 we got the Tim Weiser comments. These are from the Big 12 Media Days, actually. Um, and Six you, weeks ago. Yes, so you referenced this earlier, E. And so behind the scenes, these are now things that are being saying, said now in the public stratosphere, but they're saying the quiet part out loud. There, You probably could jump to the conclusion, a reasonable one, that behind the scenes, what's being said behind closed doors is much worse than what they're joking about now openly, these Big 12 administrators and officials. So here's Tim Weiser, the deputy commission, right? Deputy yes. director? Oh, it's deputy something. Deputy commissioner. Deputy is deputy commissioner. Okay, thank you. Yeah, he's uh, at up. He's in the the upper levels of yes. the Big Twelve leadership. No question. Yep. Um, uh, so he's in those meetings, and he was part of the Big Twelve leadership when because Brett Yormark wasn't here when all this went down. Mm-hmm. He was brought in afterwards. So so th- there's still some bad feelings from the old Bob Bob Bowlesby brigade because they were out. They were furious when Texas and Oklahoma stabbed him in the back and uh, yep. took off. Uh, so they, he's still from that group, too. Let's and keep he, that yeah. in mind. And remember, Bosby actually claimed conspiracy theory, that the right. net broadcast networks were in on it, that kind of stuff. Uh, so here's Tim Weiser at Big 12 Media Days um, taking his shot at Texas. I continue to maintain that the choice Texas made wasn't a financial one because we all know what Texas resources are like. I think theirs was more about affiliating with a group of schools that on a given Saturday they would rather get beat by Alabama than they would Kansas State or Florida than Iowa State or you know that I think was really what was driving the way they looked out down the road and in Oklahoma's case I'm not as convinced that that was the issue for them I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride that kind of felt like wow if we don't go what happens to the texas ou football game basketball you know all the things that we know from an ou and texas standpoint are really important so i kind of felt like if i was in oklahoma's case it would have been hard for me not to think about the long term and don't we want to be affiliated with texas and now these other schools 
All right, and of course, Oklahoma yeah. and their officials vehemently they, refuted yes. that. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma's been trying to get out of the Big Twelve for they were trying yes. to get to the Pac twelve on so their did, own. So did Greg Sankey, I believe. He yeah, also he refuted that too. Well, and again, uh, people are going to be fired up about it. Uh, this says that the attorneys will make bank when Texas sues the Big Twelve for costing them a Big Twelve title. Uh, you know, this says Brett Yormark is going to miss these brands when he's trying to promote BYU Texas Tech next year, and that's true. Let me <laughs> let me piggyback on what you said about Yormark. He's just doing his job. Because, um, <laughs> uh, again, you can like it or not, say it's unprofessional or not, and people are, you know, he knows he's losing 80% of his revenue, maybe 85%. Mm-hmm. He's, look who won most of the conference's championships this year in all major sports between te- in the conference. Texas or Oklahoma won 80 85% of the conference championships this year uh, in all sports. He knows that. He knows that he's got to prop this thing up and p- – promoted into the future. So taking some shots at the big dogs on their way out to pre- pre- create the, the underdog kind of feel. Uh, you, look, you can't question the Big 12 and give you can't not give Brett Yormark credit for keeping the Big 12 in the group of four now because they're going to be the fourth conference. They're adding they the four yep. corner schools. You're right. They're not going to be the SEC, never will be. They're not going to be the Big 10, but he's kept them relevant. And while he has Texas and Oklahoma, don't think he's not going to be Doing things like this to stoke the brand of the future Big Twelve because that's his job now. Yeah, because think about it, guys. All we talked about off all off season has been Texas. It's been a lot of conversations about how good Texas is. Texas is going to win the Big Twelve. Texas, 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 and he's listening to all this, going, hey, "Nobody's talking about the Big Twelve. Yeah. We got to start talking about the Big Twelve, whether it's good or bad." It's there's there's two rules of and Jerry Jones knows this. There's two rules of entertainment. And by the way, guys, this is entertainment now. This is entertainment. This is this is not. Uh, amateurism. This is not student athletes anymore. This is not um, academic institutions engaging in athletic competition. No, no, this is about cream. Cash rules everything around me, and the way they're getting that is to put together the most entertaining product possible. All right, for the conferences, this is about empire. They want to control all the big brands. For the TV networks, this is about market share. They want majority market share of college football, so don't get it twisted. And Brett Yarmark knows this, so we're done. Look about it. You got Cal and Stanford both really actually good academic, uh, good ac- elite. good athletic uh, departments, but also elite academic schools, and they can't find a home. You, you, they need Notre Dame to advocate for them to get them in to one of these major conferences because nobody cares about that academics anymore because no. it's not going to make them money. It's not because this is entertainment. This is not about academics, and this is not about amateurs. This is about entertainment, and in entertainment, guys, there's two rules. Be good or be interesting. And if you can't be good, which the Big 12 is probably not going to be good when Texas leave, all right, Oklahoma leave, be interesting. And there's no doubt, Brett Yarmark is pretty damn interesting. If you can't tone it, tan it. Yeah, well, exactly. Look, I, these you know are, heat? That's these, all he says. It's, 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 it's entertainment, baby. Y'all getting mad about it. Y'all thinking athletics. No, no, no. This ain't about athletics and amateurism. No, this is about entertainment, well, baby. We're in that We're in that world now. <laughs> well, this says you're giving, y'all are giving Yarmark way too much credit. Well, look, he's controlling what he can control. He, it's his job now. Uh, you, you know, to, what, tone it or tan, tan it if you can't like tone that. it. <laughs> put lipstick on a pig. He, he knows what this conference will be, but I do think they've hired the right guy. Now, do I think he shouldn't have said what he said? I do. I don't think I, I know why he said it, but I do think it is unbecoming of the commissioner of a conference to be openly rooting for one team over another within his conference. You can root for rivalries. You can root for good competition as the commissioner, but that's really not your place, uh, especially when you're at a pep rally for one of those schools. Um, but again, I, I'm 100% in agreement with Rod, what Rod is saying. It's why he's doing it because he's losing 80, 85% of his conference's revenue as of next year. And, uh, you know, the two biggest brands by a mile. And 
you know, somebody, new brands have to emerge into the big, the new look Big 12 that have to become mm-hmm. rivalries. So I don't think Deion Sanders and Colorado aren't going to be pushed to the front. Uh, you know, Texas Tech. Um, you know, you're going to see these, these you know, mm-hmm. the, the four corner schools, those rivalries we pushed. And who is, who's driving all this rod behind the curtain are the TV networks. And, um, right. you know, enter, the first letter of ESPN is entertainment. To exactly. Your point. And, and <laughs> so the TV partners who are paying the money want entertaining brands. They want games people care about. And so, yes, he's just playing his part, doing what he can. And should he have said it? I don't think so. But does it surprise me that he said it? No. No. Um, CDC actually was on with Anwar um, of Orange Bloods, and he wasn't addressing this. Actually, I think they were just addressing. Yeah, Texas. He was on before. He this was on before this broke. Made. Yes, but he was just addressing Texas last year in the Big Twelve and how the vitriol and the, you know you get the blowback that's going to happen. Um, and here is a CDC on with Anwar, and honestly, this advice still applies to this Brett Yormark situation. We know we have to embrace the hate this year. Everyone in the Big 12 is mad at us. They think we broke up the Big 12. They think we broke up the Pac-12 because we left. We left for what's right for the University of Texas. And this is that was my job. That's our job as leadership is to protect the brand and put ourselves in the best position to be successful. So we know we have the T-shirts we gave all of our staff and kids embrace the hate. That's our mantra this year. At the same time, it's the farewell tour. And our goal is we have we won 12 Big 12 championships last year. The year before we won 13. Our goal is to win all 20. That is our goal, and for us to compete for championships. So I will tell you that's my goal for Steve, and that's our expectations. All right, goal is to win all 20. Wow, I like that. Call me shot all 20. That'd be oh man. Well, and think about it. CDC CDC's feeling it right now. He just got his new seven year contract extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's firm here, and that the fact that uh, he says that out loud and then. He's given the the staff shirts, encouraging them to embrace the hate and Damn let's right. get let's get all twenty on our way out, uh, which would include Texas football. Obviously, I like it. They um, know, they know, and and, and this this text is very pragmatic. It says guys, uh, your mark's fine. He's rooting for the Big Twelve. Texas is not a Big Twelve school anymore. That's true. I love now, that. They are approach. for another yeah. another eleven months, but at the same time, you know, mm, he, he understands they, where it is, where it's going. They got one foot out. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? they're, they're already bags are packed. They're, 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 they're living in the in the in the casita out back. <laughs> exactly. So I guess I got no problem with it, but I definitely understand why Longhorn fans are so offended by it. I get it. And you're right, you said he probably shouldn't have said it is unbecoming of what we know of conference commissioners. But like I said, this is a new new day and age, guys. They they don't operate the same way as they used to. Um I'll give you one quick stat that'll really fuel some conspiracy theorists out there. I went and looked at forced holding calls last season for every school in the Big 12. Ooh. Yeah. Do you want these numbers now? Do you want Can we do it on the other side? Yeah. Do it on the other side because uh, I think that's going to uh, – I know. Not, trust me, this is not going to help the situation, I assure you. Uh-huh. But I'm not hey, – I'm trying to stir the pot too. Well, look, we already know Texas fans and you know Texas officials are going to be watching these games mm-hmm. with a microscope uh, to magnifying glass. to Because, look, I mean, as long as it's an even playing field – is on the field, but officials are human beings. They read the papers. They listen to sports talk radio. Yes, they, they understand. Do. Yep. Um, and same time, you know, all this hype about it ahead of time, you know, they need to be on guard too, uh, knowing that uh, every call they make is going to be 
oh, involving Texas and Oklahoma. Scrutinize, ridicule, yeah. every one of them. And before you get into your rant coming up, and before we get before the end of the hour, there are bullish and BS segment, uh, which we got some great stuff in there, including Stephen A. Smith got a text from one Michael Jordan, the goat, the goat, ah. according to Stephen A. To settle the Magic Johnson versus Steph Curry debate of who the greatest point guard of all time is. Damn, that's proof that MJ's watching the show. That's or pretty... knows Stephen A. or knows of the debate. Okay. <laughs> so we'll have that for you coming up. That's pretty but, good. But uh, before you go into your rant in our next segment, I'm going to give the Big 12 some props, though, based on a topic we talked about yesterday. Mm. They're being proactive with a topic that I think they need to be proactive with, and hopefully all conferences are and all yeah. schools are. Details coming. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hook him up indeed, and uh, fans are fired up. This says, guys, he could have gotten your mark, could have gotten his message across using different ways. Have to be blind not to see how this will affect the games. Take off your blinders. Uh, we never. I don't think any of us ever said it wouldn't affect the games. I don't think anybody ever said that. We're just telling you why Brett, what his motive is, and what Brett Yarmark's. Uh, Remarks, <laughs> all right. Uh, what the in, what the intention of them was? I I, I think yeah, his intention was to promote the Big Twelve because he was tired of people talking about Texas. Well, and that was and the intention for now and yeah. for the future and for that game uh, because it's uh, it was going to yeah. be a, a, a very very uh, important game on the schedule for Big Twelve fans and for Tech and Texas fans, but. You know, this conversation makes it a national game when it comes around for sure. Yeah. So I didn't say yeah. I don't, e and I are Ty. I don't think either of us said it wouldn't affect. The officiating game, I think even said they're human, so they will be influenced by stuff that happens. Well, and and (laughs) to be fair, I think uh, as far as blinders, CDC is going into this season. You just heard him. You know, I mean, blinders on. He understands what they're walking into full bore. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, embrace the hate. Um, Now, is it got to be fair? Be fair as it can be. No. Um, it, same what's, time. What's your definition of fair? Same time. But, but, but no, you probably might you might have to go over, you're probably going to have to overcome some things. Exactly. But here's why yeah. I wanted to give the Big 12 some credit because this came down yesterday, too, in the wake of uh, Brett Yormark's pep rally comments. How about the Big 12? You know, yesterday we had a long conversation right about Iowa State, Matt Campbell, and the gambling scandal that has gone on there. How that yeah, program was when Brock Purdy was there in Brees Hall, that was a program that was kind of a, mm-hmm. a rising it program for Matt Campbell. And now. You know, they're caught up in a gambling scandal. Iowa, the University of Iowa, is also caught up in that. Uh, by the way, did you hear Kirk Ferentz yesterday I saying that did hear him, his they want to bring the kicker back? There's a kicker who was gambling on games, and he's a kicker who kicks. And he's betting unders. And he missed extra points in I know. the games. Like he has a direct – I mean, NCAA has suspended him. and, and Yeah, Kirk Ferentz needs to shut up. He yeah, might, he man, might, yo, yo, yo. Yo, you need to be quiet right now, man. <laughs> but the Big 12 uh, yesterday announced a partnership with U.S. Integrity – uh, which will provide the conference with monitoring software and tools that will play a pivotal role in preventing student athletes, student athletes, <laughs> coaches, and staff from engaging in prohibited sports wagering. Each Big 12 school will have access to the U.S. Integrity's monitoring software and resources, including annual on-site training for all student athletes, coaches, and staff, staff and officials, weekly integrity monitoring across all sports, uh, and access to the prohibit system. So you gotta you you get you gotta understand this is a tip, ticking time bomb. He knows, Brett Yarmark knows. But and I've always yeah. argued or, or consistently argued that in the NFL it's not as big of a problem as far as fixing games because those guys are making too much money. It, it, if you're making a big paycheck, it's not worth whatever it's gonna you're gonna make to fix a game, right? I mean, now I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's much more less likely to happen because yeah. if you get caught, your career's over and you're giving up a huge paycheck. 
you know, yes, there's NIL in college football now and college athletics, but not everyone's not getting paid. Yeah. So it's, you know, you got the kicker at Iowa. I mean, it, can I make ten grand on an underbet, uh, miss a kick? That It's much more likely at the college level. So the fact that Matt Campbell was apparently asleep at the wheel at in Ames, not understanding this, not training his team, teaching his team. Mm-hmm. Hunter Deck, he's out as quarterback, he's starting running back, a bunch of starters off of his team because of that. Like five. And the Big 12, of course, Iowa State in the Big 12, bringing this partner in, U.S. Integrity. Because, again, the reason Iowa and Iowa State got, got caught in this is that their, the Iowa Gaming Commission was monitoring the bets and the wagers, and they were able to track it back to the players. You know, Texas doesn't – it's not legal in Texas. So every so the, state's not doing that. Every state's not yeah. doing that. Uh, so the Big 12 is going to do it for them. Uh, and, that, and, that is good for Brady Roberts to give them the resources. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and also the education. To, yes. Training. Uh, here's here's how this works. Here's what you can can't do. And be proactive. Like you see, or I guess you could have been even more proactive, but he just got there. But be proactive now because you know this could be happening in your program. If you're a coach now, you have to be thinking. Well, it's the culture. There's and, a good, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, eighty some guys on my team. There's a likelihood that one or two or three of these guys are actually betting a lot, better more than that. True. It's probably twenty percent, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are on a team. Yeah, but but we know that generation is more mainstream that's to them. Like the debate of uh, teaching sex education, you might want to teach it because it, that's that's going on. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's going to happen. It's going on. Yeah. However you choose to do it, <laughs> don't pretend it's not. And as Ty would tell you, Ty, our producer is twenty five. He grew up in the culture where gambling. Well, I grew up in the culture, and you did, Rod, where it was. It's taboo. It was, it was taboo. You didn't know. You didn't know. That was like that was Pete that, Rose. Stuff. Yes, that was seedy and shady. Yes, to no, get into now it, it's very big in my family, though. Well, so that's like true. Growing also up, true. Like we yeah, had it's also the Christmas poker game was. Yeah, it was. It was a family wide event. <laughs> and you're, well, we found out yesterday, your dad, your grandfather went to a, a athletic scholarship at Oklahoma State playing bowling. He's a bowler. Bowler. And then I got kicked out for gambling. Hey, even See, back then, I think he was betting on himself though. So yes, I'm talking about it. It's confidence. But, but again, we grew up in a different climate. Now it's yep. Obviously, open and daily fantasy, and I'm going to be telling you about underdog fantasy football this year. All and the how leagues great that have is. partnerships leagues. with gambling. Get so you have to assume if you're Sark entities. and CDC and all these schools that, that your student athletes have grown up doing it, and or at least have been around it and, and accessible, and it's on their phone. So you better train them uh, because it mm-hmm. can cost you games. It can cost you starters really quick. It can uh, cost them their college career. Like correct. It's sick. It'd be devastating. So I, I agree with you. I'm glad Brad Yarmark is at least being proactive about it. Check hey, uh, we'll get to some bullish or BS topics before the top of the hour. And speaking of that, that's brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. Tonight at 11 o'clock, that's when it shuts down our, our your chance to win uh, three packs, three weekend passes for two to the Gambler Days, which are coming tomorrow night, Saturday, and Sunday at uh, Moody Center. So get those. Go to our website, hornfm.com. Get signed up for those while you're watching the show, watching on Twitch, listening, however you do it. Get signed up. You could be at all three nights uh, with you and a guest to Gambler Days. Let's uh, get a little rant of the day from Rob. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Babers. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. 
All right, now a list came out. I want to make sure um, I give uh, Brett McMurphy credit because he's the one that came out the list. He does uh, great work for Action Network, and um, he says that the uh, he basically I don't know if it was a poll. I'm not sure, a questionnaire, or whatever it I think was. He probably asked the coaches. At probably the media asked days. individually. Um, well, he, he has a list of Big Twelve coaches and their favorite musical artists. Ooh, oh, I love like it. this. And I gotta tell you, Sark. He picked my favorite rapper of all time as his favorite musical artist, and now I'm a bigger fan of Sark than I ever have been in my life. And it actually does explain a lot about Sark. Tupac, baby! That was Sark's t- top musical artist, or favorite musical artist. Is that your favorite musical artist, too? I love me some Pac. It's my favorite rapper, no question. Yeah, and probably among my favorite artists, period. Top three for me. And I believe Sark oh. loves Tupac, but... Good for you, Sark. I also know this place pretty well in his locker room. Man, uh, it does. Sark is a dog, y'all. <laughs> that's true. Probably helps you recruit, huh? Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. Uh, that's fair. That uh, you know what? But, but I'm, he's I'm a West. Sick. He's a West Coast guy, right? Well, yeah. It's yeah. funny to me. Imagine him listening to Tupac, though. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's so cow. What he's do we? So it's so like they, they, it, Pac was huge on the West Coast. I when, know. You know. Just yeah. him in his outfit, like on the, in the going to the game, they're all spiked up. Like, he's got. He, he always got the nice kicks. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. That's true. Right, so Sark is Pac. I mean, who? Are so the what others? do we think? Uh, Sark's favorite Pac song is. Well, that's what I want to know on the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. All right, let's go to some more of these. I think the most surprising. I think everybody was surprised by this one. Mike Gundy. How about this? Mike Gundy, Prince. Oh. Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy chose Prince as his favorite musical artist. Does that track? Uh, you know, he's 56 years old. So, yeah, he grew up in the 80s. And uh, you, know, you probably thought he had chosen Toby Keith or Yes, exactly. Somebody. But, uh, yeah, Prince was a big deal. He's got he great taste. And Good for a, you, Mike Gundy. Uh, and, and Prince is a musical genius. That is true. Genius. Yes. No See, doubt. I can't I imagine Mike Gundy like in his car late <laughs> night listening to some friends. <laughs> that would tie. That I cannot on, imagine. Yeah. I cannot imagine him just vibing out, just rolling, you know, cruising through still water and jamming this right here. Yeah. Hair blowing through the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture it. I can picture Pac and Sark and Pac. I can no, picture it. I was saying that. I can picture Oh, you Mike, say you can? Mike Gundy, yeah. I cannot really picture it. I don't know. Maybe I just don't. I don't know. I don't feel Mike Gundy and, and Prince working, but good for Mike Gundy. Um, Bale, Dave Aranda. Dave, Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Favorite musical artist for Dave Aranda. Oh, yeah. There you go. No, you Dave like this. You like Dave Matthews. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a, there that's was a, two Dave Matthews on And, those, and if you, if you don't right. like Dave on the radio or in his, his concerts, or you got to get to one. Oh, you've seen him live? They're unbelievable. I've seen him three times. You, wow. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 no, no show's ever the same. They, it's not like they do the same cookie-cutter show every night. And I would say this. You could go just to see the drummer. Carter Buford's maybe the best drummer, one of the best drummers in the world. I mean, how many, how many pieces are on that drum He's set? He's unbelievable. He it's is. like. He's a worth the price. 15-yard drum set that he just... With one dude? Yeah. <laughs> Carter, Carter Buford. Yeah, he's awesome. And Dave Matthews. Put, they put on a great show. But, uh, TCU uh, Sonny Dykes also tro- chose Dave Matthews Band. Wow. So as, uh, yeah, T.Y. was right. It's on there twice. So Dave Matthews, I guess <laughs> that right there makes them the winner. One of the more popular bands, period, among coaches. Uh, BYU's Kalani Sataki. Yeah. Uh, Bob Marley. Bob okay. Marley. Fair. Which, come on. I mean, who doesn't love Bob Marley? Any Bob Marley haters out there? Uh, Cincinnati's Scott Satterfield, Luke Combs. Fair enough. Rising star yeah, in the country music. I don't think I'm familiar with it. I'm sure yeah, I heard some of the songs. He- heavy set, red-headed yes. fella, guy. beard. I, yeah, I've seen like him Usually on like, popular right now. Down on iTunes. Yeah, I've seen the album. I'm sure it's pretty popular. Uh, uh, Dana Hogan from H-Town, uh, from U of H. Oh. Post Malone. 
<laughs> Post out of the Metroplex? I'm a little surprised by that one. Post Malone for Dana Hogerson? And by the way, Post Malone's going into the country realm these days, too. Have you noticed I, that? Oh, he's good. I, know, I he's thought he was good. Yeah, he's crossing over. Oh, really? During the, the, during the got, pan- oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Well, they got this guy Jelly Roll, and they got, I mean, there's all these country, well, he's western, a Texas ho- boy. hip-hoppers kind of yeah. guys. But uh, Post Malone, during the pandemic, did a full Nirvana. He did like a, yeah, with, a with Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink-182. Yeah, he's a talented guy, Post yeah. Malone's um, out of the Metro. Play. Yeah, there's, there's been a movement for decades to fuse hip-hop and country. Nelly's big into it. Remember I told you guys the accidental racist between, I think it's LL well, Cool J well, and the, Brad Paisley. It's been a movement for a long time to fuse it, and now maybe you got some artists yeah, that are really talented enough to actually do both. Well, because it's not country music, and that's where... I know suburban kids are these days are in pop country. Yeah, exactly. Pop country. That's where that's where that they're streaming. That's what they're listening to. Yeah, ask Taylor. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's what they're exactly. Listening to. Well, country uh, or because country is pop. It is now. Country is that whole. Yeah. It's not. It's not what we know as country. Like Morgan Western Wallen. Music. Like Morgan Wallen has a bunch of songs. Like Bro, rappers. country, pop country. Yes, yes, I know him. Yes, and that, yeah, he not does have that sound, that vibe. Uh, Iowa State's Matt Campbell. Van Halen, nice old school. You respect 70s, that? You respect it. that? I love it. He's from Ohio. I mean, he's from he's from my little Ohio. He's oh, going to be right. Van Halen. There's no doubt. <laughs> Midwest guys. Yes, uh, he, he grew up listening to WMMS in Cleveland. There's no doubt about that. Van Halen, Eddie and the Boys, no doubt. Uh, Kansas Lance Leopold, Kenny Chesney. Okay, for for Lance Leopold, uh, Chris Kleiman from K State chose Cole Swindell. Country. I'm not sure I'm familiar. Cole's a little more of the, well, he's, he's pop country. Okay, there you go. Uh, Oklahoma's Brent Venables, Kane Brown. I, what, who's Kane Brown? Kane, Kane Brown is, uh, is a black country? guy who is country. Oh, black it's country, country rap. Black man who's country. It's oh. kind of country hip-hop merch. Oh, it's is fusion, it really? Yeah. See, I mean, like I said, they've been trying to fuse it for a while. I guess now the movement is probably hitting uh, its zenith, maybe. Uh, we said Mike Gundy, uh, te- te- uh, we said Texas too. Texas Tech's Joey McGuire, George Strait. Yep. Could have yeah. probably predicted that. Yeah, one. I, uh, yeah, and it, honestly, it, I I believe it. I believe it actually is a fact that he that's his favorite artist. But I could see him just saying that because he knows it's going to go over well with his constituents. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> he knows like that's going to be a popular pick. Well, he's a high school football coach and yeah, a lot exactly. of George straight from Texas. Now he's in West Texas. Good yep. idea. Good no idea. doubt. Uh, UCF's Gus Malzahn, the Cars. Oh, that's real old eighties. Eighties got Rico Cassick in the game. What is that like? Yeah. Moving in stereo. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that that song? Yeah, cars were great I don't in the eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say that's man. Yeah, I'm an eighties baby. And, well, cars were big on MTV too when you were growing up, right? Okay, yeah. I, was, I, re- I remember the band. I'm trying to remember like their hit song. Yeah, they could. We let the good times roll. Okay, uh, just you know, in '78 was just what I needed. Moving in stereos. Ty, okay. as Ty just said, uh, yeah, they, they had some big hits. The cars. West, that's, that's off the nose, though. For that one, I'm with you on that one. That that might that probably is his favorite band because otherwise, why would you say that? <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> West Virginia's Neil Brown, Zach Bryan. Anybody familiar? Uh, yeah, he is. He is as hot as he's in, in the world right now. Okay. This, in North America, Zach Bryan is big time. Started watching him on YouTube like six or seven. That's years where he ago. got big. He's he's oh, out he's out one of those guys that he started came out, out of the military yeah. and started writing songs, and they're they're really heartfelt. He's very good. Okay, he just sets up a camera usually and. Very low quality recording, but his voice. And it's all he uh, needs. Right? He's Ryan, one of those. It's all Zach you need is his voice. Selling out arenas all over the place right now. Okay. Well, there you go. So Sark's favorite artist for those who are Tup- keeping up, uh, musical artist, Tupac Shakur. And you're bullish on that. I am. I love me some Pac. Pac's my favorite all-time rapper, probably top three favorite artists of all time. I'm a big fan. And now Sark, Sark man, he's, he knows how to win me over. He does. <laughs> He really he's got does. the shoe game going. He's got the shoe game going. You know, running 21 personnel out there, empty formation. He just keeps, you know, every time I'm out, he just pulls me back in. 
Nice. One bad fourth thing. quarter, we got you back. Yeah, exactly. Then I'll be yelling at him again about Go Coach Steven. Steven. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we come back. It is uh, bullish or BS, including one NFL coach who has a pretty interesting idea on how to stop and curb the fighting going on in these joint practices and training camp. I want to get Rod's thoughts on that. Also, we mentioned uh, apparently the GOAT has weighed in on better point guard all-time Magic or Steph. Details coming. Bullish or BS? Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. Yeah, Bullish or BS, you bullish on Sark with Tupac as his uh, favorite Man. musical artist. Rod wants to know your, who do you think Sark's, what do you think Sark's favorite Tupac, Tupac song, song is? is? Mm. 512-337-3776. But it's time for Bullish or BS. That's right. And here we go, Rod. I got some rapid fire ones, then a, a one that might take a second, but... Uh, how about this? You played in the NFL. You know, we keep seeing these joint practices. I was watching Hard Knocks last night, episode three, and it was a fight like every two seconds yeah. between the Jets and the Buccaneers. Seen them on Twitter, too. There's a lot of fights uh, at training camp these days. Well, uh, you know, these guys are so tired of training camp. They're just ready to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how about Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns? He has a rule now for joint practices that he's instituted this year. If a starter on his team gets involved in a in-practice joint practice fight, okay. That player has to play in the upcoming preseason game. Doesn't get to sit it out. <laughs> so you're established starter. You got to play the preseason game. You start throwing hands, <laughs> and you can't control your temper. That's the punishment. You got to play in the preseason. And if Damn it's a, it! If it's a backup, no, like, coach. And if it's a backup like Rod B was trying to make the squad, a jabroni, he can't play if he gets in a fight in hey, the upcoming dude, preseason game. That's serious. You bullish on that? Plan? The other one is kind of funny. The the one you just mentioned, the ladder there, that's not funny because I'm going to end up getting cut if I can't play in a preseason game and put something on film. That's And then I that hurts my chances of getting picked up by another team because I don't have film which would, from preseason. Which would probably prevent you from losing your cool and starting throwing hands in a practice. Oh, no doubt. I, yeah. You'll be thinking I about it. I let everything go. I let it go. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. That's a great – you know what? Now I guess it works. I guess I'm bullish on that. Because the other one is funny about the starters because they're not going to play that long. He'll put the, the starter if a starter did fight, he'd put him out there for a few plays and he'd pull him because he doesn't want the story to happen where a player gets hurt out there for and then you forced him out there for punishment and that's malpractice well, essentially. He's and not going to do that. I will say I'm bullish because I think Stefanski is, is he just wants them to think about it in practice before you yes. start throwing hands at a guy with a helmet. And consequences. Break your hand, there will be consequences. There are consequences yeah. of this. We're not just going to put up with the fighting. Nothing is accomplished. We I understand you're frustrated. But uh, handle handle your business. It's creative. I like it. It's creative. That's you got to find creative ways to punish your kids these days. I'm thinking about stuff like that. So that's a creative way. And no Get truth that Kevin Stefanski has said Deshaun Watson can't have any massages. That's part of his punishment. <laughs> no massages for you, Deshaun. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Ty, you bullish on that? You played. Uh, you, you're lights to fight guy and played uh, high level high school football. We didn't fight in practice though. No, nah, Coach Dodge ain't having that, is he? No. Nope. I, I mean, I I did have. Probably the most personal fouls. <laughs> that was or un- unnecessary roughness. That's tie penalties in my career, but uh, yeah. the echo of the know. whistle. I, I like to, you know, sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you gotta let them know what's up. No, aggress. I, I know coaches who don't mind aggression penalties like that, and like, no, it's alright. As long as, you don't, as long as it's not gratuitous, no, you should not, you know, being uh, uh, like o- like being overly irresponsible out there. But yeah, uh, an aggressive penalty like that, like, no, I'm to let them know what's going on. That's Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. All right, uh, how about this? Bullish or BS? Uh, we know that uh, the, the the big news, and I gotta give Ty credit on this. He was right on this from the jump. That Sam Darnold has been named the second-string quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers with your guy Kyle Shanahan. Mm, uh, obviously, crazy. Brock Purdy is the 100% starter. Kyle Shanahan this camp is on record saying he'd have to melt 
for him not to be our starting quarterback. So safe to say the Niners did a great job to get him as Mr. Irrelevant, and he's going to be their starting quarterback. So they're going to get a rookie court, a quarterback on the cheap who they really like for the next several years in San Francisco because it's a, the last pick of the seventh mm-hmm. round. That is an affordable contract. That means they can add pieces. But it comes with the expense of Trey Lance because now they're they're exploring the 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 future of Trey Lance. Most people think he's going to be traded. He didn't show up for practice yesterday. Or, I don't know if he didn't show up. He wasn't on the practice field yesterday <laughs> in San Francisco. Think about this, though, Rod. Bullish or BS, <laughs> this will go down as one of the all-time worst draft decisions when you consider that they traded three first-round picks to go get Trey Lance, third overall, and the ten players who were then drafted behind him, <laughs> Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Penny Sewell, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, and Rashawn Slater, all drafted after they took Trey Lance. And yet they still been competing for championships and Super Bowls. Right. How does that make you feel, Cowboys? <laughs> and beating the Cowboys. Even beating the Cowboys and making you know blunders like that in the front office decisions, and yet they still have been able to o- overcome. But the question is, are you bullish, you or Ty, on, with that said, we know that it was a draft blunder and Trey Lance's time in San Francisco is probably over. You're bullish on Brock Purdy following up his performance of last year and be, and being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. Bullish or BS? It's bullish because it's Shannon's system. You don't need a star in that system. You just need a game manager, point guard. Ty, you buying you, you, you buying Purdy big time or no. wait and see? I think now that teams have got some tape on him, I, I don't think he'll be terrible, but I don't think he'll be lighting the world on fire like he was last year. By the way, he was 8-0 in games he started and did not get hurt in. Mm-hmm. 8-0 and in those eight games, was number one in the NFL in passing efficiency, passer rating. He wasn't just good. He was great. He was great. And then he got hurt. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, But you're right about tape and film, and people have seen him, but the system and the weapons. Come on, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks in that system. We've seen Jimmy G in that system look look Go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, go to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was an MVP. Yeah, now you see Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant in that system. He looked like the best dev quarterback in the league in that system. Can I give you a real quick stat, though, about uh, Trey Lance, just real quick? You know how many passes he's thrown in his career, in his entire life at quarterback? 591. Ouch. In his entire life at quarterback, high school, college, and pro, 591 pass attempts, guys. Well, that was the question drafting him. He was a raw piece who had hardly played in, at the uh, lower level of what, North Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, wherever Carson Wentz went. And then he didn't play during the COVID year. That's crazy. Because remember, that draft, think about that, that's going to that's go down as an all to, all-time draft, too. Oh, yeah. Minus Trey Lance. It's, it's elite. After, after what, Zach Wilson and yeah. Trey Lance, it's elite. <laughs> the top I mean, 10 elite. And that was coming off COVID. Yep. And you mean you got Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater's a Pro Bowl left tackle, Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle, Penne Sewell's a Pro Bowl left tackle, J.C. Horn's already a Pro Bowl corner, Patrick Sertain Jr.'s already a Pro Bowl corner, Kyle yeah. Pitts is freaky, Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, yeah. Devontae Smith, Justin Fields. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You could have won a Super Bowl already, mm-hmm. Shano, if you didn't screw up that draft pick. <laughs> yeah, take Justin Fields. Can you imagine Michael Parsons on that team? <laughs> cool. Exactly. Any one of those guys. They're all, all, they're all Pro Bowlers already. Yeah. All right, then Trey Lance's career. I'll play, I'll play that uh, settling the Magic Johnson, Steph Curry debate sound here coming up. We'll also get back into Brett Yormark's comments that have the Longhorn fans all in a rile and rightfully potentially, but uh, Rod will explain that again. Also uh, more on Shohei Otani. Shohei. His free agent offseason just changed dramatically with his start against the Reds yesterday. Details coming on the two-way star.